This podcast is brought to you by Anchor, the easiest way to make a podcast. Hello, everyone. So glad to be back. I've eaten so much food from the Thanksgiving holiday. I'm still using all of these leftovers for different recipes. My mom even sent me a chicken and rice or turkey and rice. I'm so sorry, a turkey and rice uh, soup recipe. So I'm super excited to get to make that. Uh, Today, I have the pleasure of interviewing um, Miss Sabrina. Uh, She is from China and she's studying education at South Alabama. Uh, She's currently in her PhD, um, in a PhD program right now. So we get to hear a little bit about her story and just what she's doing right now and uh, what her goals are, what her motivations are, and just a little bit more about her. So I hope you all enjoy. So I'm here with Sabrina today. Um, so Sabrina, if you want to tell a little bit about yourself. Hi. Um, hello, everyone. My name is um, Xiaoyan Liu, but I also go by Sabrina. And I'm from China. I moved to the US from Beijing in 2018. So I've been here for three years now. And right now, I'm a grad student at the University of South Alabama and I'm just very happy to be here and to chat with my sweet friend Libby. (laughs) Yes, so glad um, to be here and just talk and just discussing about your story and Mm -hmm. I always found it super interesting because um, earlier when we were talking you mentioned your master's was in English language studies and then your PhD is in education. Mm-hmm. So what led to that, you know, and and where, how did you get here now? You know, um, so you're asking about the change mm-hmm. in my studies. Well, uh, ideally I wanted to pursue a PhD in English literature too, but um, after consulting with my professors and my friends, I feel like maybe a PhD in education will help me advance in my career and I feel like education is important and it is a very meaningful course so I have learned a lot from um, my program so far and I'm grateful for this opportunity. Mm-hmm. Yeah and what first interested you in what you're studying now and that may be just a completely broad overview in um, education in education or in you know studying the english literature because i know you oh. you're you love history based on previous oh, conversations yes. so I, I love history and literature well um i started learning english since i was nine years old and i got um, i have a bachelor's degree in english when I was in China, so English has always been my passion, and um, I love literature and history. But now I'm studying education, which is also very beneficial because I feel like it's important for me to have a well-rounded education mm-hmm. to at least know something about everything. And this program is exactly what I need. 
Wonderful, yeah. And I mean, coming to the United States, you'll learn you're surrounded by English speakers and being able to learn about the culture and especially being in Mobile, the Southern culture. <laughs> um, but I guess with English and you know with Chinese as well, do you see any differences or what kind of sparked your... Here I feel like most of these studies and learning, you have to be very driven and self-directed. You have to mm. sort of be very independent in your learning process. So I'm still trying to explore myself to see which system is probably um, more beneficial, but I guess it depends on individual preference and circumstances too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, that's really interesting. I didn't know that too, because in, in America, that's, it makes a lot of sense with us being more independently, you know, self-directed with, mm -hmm. you know, we're being able to, you know, learn this on our own, but we still have, you know, professors that assist yes. us. But that's interesting that you said. Well, I feel like in American universities, professors do offer guidance mm -hmm. and assistance. But um, in Chinese universities, like you feel like you have more support. Like mm -hmm. um, you will be able to interact with your professors more, and you have an environment that makes studying and learning easier. Because mm. here, I feel like you need to have a lot of self-discipline and self-control to mm. be able to learn independently. Um, it can be a good thing for some, mm. but I'm not sure about um, the maximum benefit. Um, for you, at least, for your learning style. Well, for my learning style, I don't know. I kind of wish I had more interaction with my professors mm. and classmates since it is um, postgraduate study program so I for example for one class I only meet with my class twice a month another class only once a month so a lot of time you feel like you are isolated in the learning process mm -hmm. and you have to kind of teach yourself of course you still have that syllabus and the assignment deadlines but it's different you know and understand um, why it is this way i'm just not sure since we already have the resources available like why can't we have in a way like being a, being a little bit more hands-on like assistance yes more available more available yeah. Okay. yeah i know i'm i'm not familiar at all with the phd realm yeah. <laughs> of education mm -hmm. but i know that um, having discussions with you and I think another friend kind of get this idea that they the professors have a lot of um, they have their own work too mm -hmm. with research and yes, so being able, being able to balance that and then also being able to teach and then, yeah um, I think in a way that's one of the reasons why a lot of people say PhD programs are hard it's really something you need to do it by yourself like or something you need to do it for yourself. You have to be really, really driven in order to actually finish it. Mm -hmm. And it's not a sprint, it's a marathon for yes, sure. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Yes, I agree. Yeah, wonderful. Um, well, I'm gonna shift a little bit of mm -hmm. tones as well, because you mentioned the educational system with China and America and different learning styles. How would you say with 
mean kind of going back even further when you first came to the U.S. between China and America? You know, what were some things that stood out to you? And um, well, um, I have been reflecting upon that recently too because um, it is a very interesting area. I mean, cross-cultural communication、mm-hmm. and cross-cultural interaction and.、Um, Culture is a very complicated concept. Like, how do you、mm. define culture? Well, and that is a very deep question. <laughs> <laughs> oh yes, and I feel like the popular definition of culture is like a set of traditions, festivals, customs, beliefs,、mm-hmm. ways of life, lifestyles, and、um, the way people do things. All those things shared by a group of people. China and the U.S. are very different in many ways. But they, both societies, comprise of people, and when there are people, there are some things that they have in common. Like、um, when it comes to emotions and、um, family and、uh, friendship and love. But we are talking about、um, differences. So I feel like is very different.、Um, go by their own lives, and、mm-hmm. um, I'm trying to think. Well, the festivals are different, and the food we eat are probably different too. <laughs> Especially authentic Chinese food.、Uh, the sometimes、um, I feel like a lot of people probably would ask me about the government and the censor- censorship.、Mm-hmm. So the TV programs are very different too. Like、mm-hmm. you wouldn't see much violence or nudity in、um, Chinese TV programs. Tipping is not really a thing in China. Like we don't really tip. Oh,、we、tipping. Go to yeah. Restaurants or one of our mutual friends from、mm-hmm. Malaysia. She almost forgot. Like, oh, you have to tip here in、oh, America.、Yes. Well, I need to、um, talk with some of my friends from Asian countries too. Like, I don't know. Maybe it's not very common in the countries. There's definitely, obviously, there's going to be some differences between America and China, and there's different. Like you had mentioned, there's different political systems,、mm-hmm. beliefs. There's different traditions. There's different ways of thinking, and there's also I mean different festivals and things that yes, we celebrate that's too. That's true.、Um, and it's I think it's also important noticing those differences, but then also being able to learn from each other as well. At an American university, our perspective, and、mm-hmm. in a way, from a, in a general sense. And then going back to your home country. I'm grateful for this opportunity, being able to, but kind of going back to education and you know coming here. And what do you think motivates you to be able to go through school? But then also just you know what motivated you first to come to America, and then what motivated you first to go through this program? Okay, so nowadays, what motivates me? Well, every day I would ask. Myself the same question like, of all the places in the world, why am I immobile <laughs> in the U.S.? Like, why did I uproot my entire life and live here now? So, I guess that kind of、um, makes me think about my purpose.、Mm. It gives me a sense of direction, like what I want to do with my life and why. Why am I here? What am I doing here?、Mm-hmm. Um, but jokes aside,、um, I <laughs> yes. 
We Tell all you. don't know. <laughs> what do you want to do with your life? I, I don't know. Tell me you. about the motivation. I think <laughs> I have.、Um, it's a very interesting and fascinating topic. Like from my research on、uh, motivation and continuous self improvement, I think I've learned. To visualize the best version of myself and try to work towards that self ideal by setting long term and short term goals. So my motivation is kind of to achieve those goals and try to be the best version of myself every day. I one of my ultimate personal goals is to master language. I mean,、mm. isn't that what? All of us want like to ma-、uh, master a skill. Like that's why we go to school to learn something to get better at it.、Mm. So I think that's a motivation too to find that passion. That's very interesting. That that's a that honestly has me thinking too. Whenever I'm mastering something, mastering a skill,、um, I want to be able to use it for good.、Mm-hmm. Being able to use it for The benefits of you know assisting others or helping others, but then also being able to、um, use it, like you said too, with purpose.、Um, and for me, at least, I mean, this is—I don't want to go, you know, on the topic of myself.、Um, but I think memorizing, you know, words, being able to memorize certain things—it's a lot.、Um, mm-hmm. But being able to be driven enough to also use those skills of being able to use that skill of memory. Memorizing something、yeah. too. Well, I do feel not as it's kind of sad that not many people read in our society,、uh, especially because there are so many distractions. But、um, I do find it beneficial to read at least some, not just history, but you can read、um, biographies or autobiographies. You can learn about other people's lives, like. It helps you to achieve, to set your goals and standards a little higher. For example, like、um, one of、um, my ideals is that I hope to be able to remember my history when I'm gone, when when I don't exist anymore. So I guess I want to at least achieve something.、Mm. Yeah, you know, like those I admire those、um, extraordinary women. Um, like Michelle Obama and、um, Madame Curie and、um, some famous female writers too, and it just they motivate you to become remarkable.、Mm-hmm. So in a way to like contribute something. Yes. Okay, that's very interesting. And I guess with you being in education, would you say you want to contribute to the education system? And yes, absolutely. The education has always been a huge part of my life, and I feel like it just—it's so important. It shapes your whole mind and your character. And、um, one of my research interests is about global education or international education, and I do feel like. There is still some improvement on this 
uh, area, and maybe I hope in the future I will be able to contribute to that. Yeah, that's very impressive, and you know I hope that continues. You know, being able to grow more and to learn more, I think it's very, very impressive. Achieve something like you, I don't know. Like I said earlier, it's a marathon, not a sprint. It's gonna take a long time. Thank you. Yeah. Well, is there anything else that you have for me? Things you wanted to share just before? I've always found myself like fortunate to be able to understand two different languages, two completely different languages, and to understand two completely different societies or countries. So I feel like in our cross-cultural interaction, which is also inevitable since um, the world is becoming increasingly interconnected with globalization. Mm-hmm. We need to educate our people to be more open-minded and adventurous and curious about other people's way of life, about other people, other countries. And sometimes a lot of people who are narrow-minded, mostly because they don't know much about their country or their people. So there's a lot of work to be done in this area and I just hope maybe in the future more and more people will realize that was is a great thing. Being able to go back to learning from each other. Mm-hmm. To learn from each other and try to understand each other, to try to empathize with different people. And um, you know, Covey, Stephen Covey said like we should seek to understand other people, then try to be understood. So something that this person we know, the very that he's uh, a pastor and, and he's mm-hmm. part of you know an international group. Being able to um, build relationships is extremely important. I and agree. Life is about relationships, and I think that's also a key aspect of being able to form unity in a way too is building that relationship mm-hmm. and i'm i think just asking a question the two before we close is okay what is your definition of relationship relationship uh, well i have to say um over the past few years i have become more mature and um in handling different types of um, relationships. Mm-hmm. What is my definition of uh, relationships? There are all different types like romantic and friendship mm-hmm. and um, mentorship. Mm-hmm. I think it's the mostly I would think it's the interaction between people between two different persons and the relationships are also fluid. It, they change and um since you're asking about relationships <laughs> i just find it very interesting because i also i've also studied um emotional intelligence mm-hmm. which is a very interesting topic mm-hmm. and it's it's more than um, social skills you know it's it's about the self like it includes self-awareness and self-management and social awareness and relationship management Mm -hmm. so no one is an island like we have to interact with people and i guess even the most introverted people have also realized how precious 
a fulfilling relationship can be, especially after the COVID pandemic.、Mm-hmm. So social contact is essential for us for our happiness. And I think I've seen a TED talk, like someone was talking about how happiness is basically achieved from relationships.、Mm-hmm. So yeah, I guess that's、um, just my perspective about it. Yeah, and I'm gonna ask another question. Okay, sure. Plot twist: You thought we were gonna close it out at 25 minutes. I'm gonna ask another question, so it's gonna be even longer. <laughs> no problem. Jokes aside, awful questions. Um, something that I've been learning and still needing to, you know, look more into is, you know, happiness is temp, but joy in a way is. Eternal. It's less fleeting. In a way, it's more grounded.、Um, but what would you say if you could differentiate between feeling happy or you know finding happiness versus finding joy in something? Oh wow!、Hmm. I've never thought about it that way. Well,、uh, they are both very abstract concepts. And、um, so you, when you were talking about happiness. I immediately thought about gratification or pleasure.、Mm-hmm. So nowadays we're more focused on self gratification or immediate self, immediate gratification. Like if I can have this food, I enjoy, I will feel happy.、Um, or if I have a clean house, I will feel happy.、Mm-hmm. But joy, it reminds me of、um, the Little Women. Oh. <laughs> Because. <laughs> The book begins a very joyful scene, you know, like、um, it's a very happy family. So I guess when we think about a joy, it is it's it goes beyond and above emotions. It's、um, the kind of、um, satisfying like bond, like、mm-hmm. relationship you have with your family or your friends. The joy you have. Also, it can be an adjective. Like people can be described as joyful.、Mm-hmm. So, like we're here too. It's finding, you know, and this is just again my background、mm-hmm. and what I've learned is, you know, being in a believer and follower of Jesus. You know, we find joy in Jesus. You know, we find joy where we see joy in.、Mm-hmm. Like you had mentioned too, joy in the relationships with、okay. our friends and our family. It's kind of like, and this is again my perspective,、so、my background. But I have a question for you. Yes. You said you have joy in Jesus.、Mm-hmm. Would you say it's more like comfort, consolation? Um, I think in a way, like there's this kind of goes into you know my beliefs as well with Jesus being Jesus's. You know the Comforter. He is also the. We find joy in him because of what he's done for us. And met what we when we were talking about the Trinity,、mm-hmm. <laughs> which I thought was so funny.、Um, but with the Holy Spirit, he's described as like the Comforter and the Helper,、um, being able to provide that comfort of who the Lord is. And I think for finding joy, I do find joy in Jesus. And then. Because I know that, you know, whenever things get lost or whenever things get dark or I don't understand certain things, 
know, I find joy in Jesus because he is all of these things that we have done as a as people. He's paid it all already on the cross and that he's going to come back. Mm -hmm. I see. Well, I do feel like maybe happiness is more an emotion and joy. You know, it also reminds me of um, Silent Night, the song. Oh, Silent Night, yes. yes. It's just so peaceful. I guess joy is more a peace of mind. Mm, it's, that's um, a good way to put it, yeah, yeah. Like a state of mind, joy. Hmm. Yeah, I guess I've learned um, something today too. Ah! <laughs> wow, that's... And we both learned something new too. So thank you so much, Sabrina, for joining us today. Um, we are so glad to just have you and hear your perspective, your heart, and just your story, where you're coming from and what you're doing right now with your life and your path. And I am so grateful to have you on this little podcast. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Well, stay tuned for more. Again, it has been a while. And if you don't hear from me. Have a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year.